Welcome back to the Community Online Podcast. Remember, you can always find us on Sundays streaming live at communityonline.tv. We hope to see you there. Merry Christmas, everyone. Now, I know, I know. Christmas was so last week, right? But hear me out. Doesn't it sometimes feel like no sooner we get the tree up, it's time to take it down? But it's not just the tree. Uh, You and Clark Griswold have to get back up on the roof and take down those 10,000 Christmas lights. (laughs) Oh, joy to the world, right? And on top of that, many of you made massive investments in toys and video games to warm the hearts of your children with Christmas cheer, only to hear days later, Dad, I'm bored. Seriously? (laughs) I remember those days. And I can see it in your eyes. Uh, Christmas felt like it was practically over the moment it started. But there are so many things that just don't seem to last long enough. Am I right? I mean, think about it. Phone batteries, they never last long enough. Naps, too few, far too short. Football season, never long enough. Well, unless you're a Bears fan this year. Uh, Deodorant protection, gum flavor, none of them seem to last long enough, do they? The reality is nothing seems to truly last. Well, today I want to show you something, or I should say someone, who does indeed last. More than 700 years before Jesus was born, a prophet named Isaiah wrote a list of names describing Jesus. Uh, Let's read this aloud together, okay? For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You see, unlike that miserable strand of tangled up Christmas lights, Jesus is forever. In fact, Isaiah calls him Everlasting Father. Now, I don't know about you, but when I see that Isaiah called Jesus Everlasting Father, I can't help but think, well, how could Jesus be called Father? After all, isn't the Father, you know, the the Father? I thought Jesus was the Son. Well, here's the deal. In Old Testament language, the meaning of father wasn't limited to biology or paternity. And someone hearing or reading Isaiah back in his day would have taken father to mean uh, the, the originator or author of. So as everlasting father, Isaiah is saying that Jesus is the originator of that which is everlasting, the author of the eternal. Simply put, Jesus is forever because he invented forever. And here's the incredible reality. Jesus doesn't desire to keep forever to himself. His desire is to share eternity with all of us. The author of Ecclesiastes puts it this way. He, being God, has planted eternity in the human heart. He planted eternity in the human heart. I love that. Eternity isn't merely spoken to us or taught to us or presented to us. It's planted inside of us. Forever is such a deeply divine idea. If it wasn't for God planting it in us, eternity wouldn't even be on our radar. But instead, God is planted within each of us, a longing for something more, something that lasts. It's it's a longing for the eternal. Personally, I find it difficult to even wrap my head around this idea of forever because we live in a world that seems to be so governed by the, the tick-tock of every second. I mean, think about it. My, my car has a clock. My phone has a clock. My wrist has a clock. 
My kids are often wasting time on TikTok. I mean, it's like everywhere I look, my life is governed by some TikTok or another. And get this, the folks who run the Oxford English Dictionary, they found that the word time is the most commonly used noun. The most commonly used noun. Year is third and day and week are also in the top 20. It's like we are obsessed with time and yet none of us can escape the fact that moments of time are constantly slipping by. Can you relate? And yet, here is Jesus, the everlasting Father, the author of the eternal, planting eternity deep within our hearts. Uh, this whole conversation about eternity got me thinking, uh, what kinds of things do I really want to last forever? <laughs> you know, in my own life, I imagine yours as well, too. Uh, there are moments when I wish I could just pause and savor what I'm experiencing, you know, to make it last. But the passing of time has a way of, you know, letting those moments slip through our fingers. Am I right? Uh, I mean, I felt it. I felt it in, uh, in creation. Uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I got to travel to Hawaii and, and for several days we watched the sunset on the beach. And I remember thinking, oh, can't we linger just a little longer? Can't we take in the blue and the orange and the pink of this sunset just a bit more? And those moments seemed to pass by so quickly. I felt it with my kids. It often feels like they were just born, and now they're off on their own, living hundreds of miles away, building their own lives. You know, sometimes my wife, Lisa, and I will say to each other, don't you just wish we could turn back the clock to when they were little, just, just for a few minutes? Now, I know some of you with toddlers would gladly give me a few minutes with your child about now. I've also felt it with myself. I'm getting older, and I feel the pressure of time spent. And I ask myself, have I accomplished enough? Have I made enough of an impact? As the years pass, I wonder, is any of it really going to last? And finally, I felt it with the swift passage of time during seasons of loss. Now, earlier this year, I lost a lifelong friend that I love deeply. And you know, in those moments, I longed for more words, more smiles, more jokes. I just wish there was a little more time. And so if Jesus really is the everlasting father, the author of eternity, I don't want just love. I want everlasting love. I don't want just joy. I want everlasting joy. I don't want just purpose. I want everlasting purpose. I want more than momentary and expendable. I've had my fill of temporary and disposable. I long for the eternal that God planted into my heart. How about you? Can, can you feel that? I mean, the shortness of time, it's like sand through our fingers, isn't it? No matter how tightly we hold on, it slips away. The everlasting, the eternal, this longing for something beyond ourselves, it tugs at every single one of us. And here's the important truth. Jesus, the everlasting Father, is the only one who can satisfy that longing. The only one. The Apostle John, who perhaps understood this better than anyone, writes this about Jesus. We want to tell you about the one who was from the beginning. He's speaking about Jesus, of course. We have seen him with our own eyes, heard him with our own ears, and touched him with our own hands. John is saying he has interacted with the everlasting Father, Jesus, firsthand in the flesh. This one is the manifestation of the life-giving voice and he showed us real life, eternal life. We have seen it all and we can't keep what we witnessed quiet. We have to share it with you.
We are inviting you to experience eternal life through the one who was with the Father and came down to us, that being Jesus. How beautiful is that? John tells us that Jesus is the giver of real life, eternal life. And he's been in the business of giving us eternal life from the very beginning. And not only that, there's more. He says that we, you and I, are invited to be a part of it. The one who spoke the universe into existence invites us to be a part of his incredible eternity right here, right now. And did you notice that John says they've seen it, they've heard it, they touched it with their own hands. This real life, eternal life, is something John and his friends actually experienced. Now, doesn't it seem like when it comes to eternity that we often uh, talk about it as something intangible and, and sort of like way out there somewhere? And even though I know better, when I think of eternity, I still have a tendency to think of something I will experience down the road, you know, after I die. But here, John stands firmly against that idea. He brings the everlasting Father decisively near and says, oh, we saw him, we heard his voice, we even touched him. In other words, eternal life is not the byproduct of some intellectual enlightenment or some mystical reality. Jesus, the author of eternity in the flesh, came to give us a deeper, broader, more beautiful vision of the eternal in the present right now. In fact, he came not only to reveal eternity, but to share it with all of humanity. And he invites us every day to experience the eternal by receiving everlasting gifts in the here and now. And unlike sand that slips through our fingers, the eternal gifts that Jesus came to share with us are gifts we can hold on to gifts we can receive right now. People, Christmas may be over, but the good news is with Jesus, the gift giving and receiving never ends. And like this rock, his gifts don't go away. So what did he come to give? Well, Jesus, first of all, came to give us eternal joy. This joy is not rooted in circumstances or emotion. It doesn't sway back and forth based on the conditions of the moment. It's a joy that finds its source in someone greater than ourselves. Eternal joy transcends time and space. It's almost like time travel. It not only changes your present, it transforms the pain of your past and brings hope to your future. I mean, this eternal joy makes it possible for me to look back on even the saddest moments of 2023, like the loss of my good friend, and to celebrate that I don't serve or I don't grieve, I mean, as one without hope. I have hope because I know that one day I will get to see him again. Our biggest losses are not the end of the story. Our worst mistakes do not define our future and our deepest longings will not go unfulfilled. The presence of the everlasting father fills us with eternal joy. Could you use some of that today? Jesus not only offers us eternal joy, he offers us eternal love. Uh, this persevering kind of love has no brim, no bottom, no conditions or limits. I mean, in a world of love and affection that comes with all sorts of qualifications and fine print, Jesus offers a no strings attached love that pursues us and accepts us regardless of our past or our present. I'll never forget what uh, author and former priest and recovering alcoholic Brendan Manning said to me and a group of leaders at a retreat many years ago. He said, God loves us as we are and not as we should be because none of us are as we should be. The apostle Paul says it like this, 
For I am convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of God. You see, you can be in a relationship with someone who loves you no matter what. You're free to be yourself with all your foibles and faux pas. Though at times this friend corrects you, you never fear rejection or the loss of affection. You're safe, you're home. Even death can't separate you. And that is the eternal love you have in the everlasting Father. Jesus came to give us eternal joy, eternal love. And he came to give us eternal purpose. Jesus came to reveal eternity to us and share eternity with us. When Jesus was born and laid in a manger, time and eternity met in a person. In fact, Jesus' closest friends acknowledged that his very words carried the weight and gravity of eternity. Their eyes were open to the reality that Jesus, God himself, was calling them to this longing that had been planted deep in their hearts before they even knew it. When Jesus calls us to the eternal, he's calling us to to the very best version of ourselves. Jesus looked at everything through eternal eyes and never allowed himself to be shackled by circumstances or the opinions of others. When we're inclined to to settle for cheap substitutes or instant gratification, see, we got to remember Jesus came to give eternal purpose to our everyday lives. I think author Dallas Willard put it best when he said, the point of the gospel is getting into heaven before you die. The point of the gospel is getting into heaven before you die. But that's what Jesus was talking about in the Lord's prayer when he said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's talking about us, his children, actually ushering in a kingdom of eternal joy, love and purpose into the here and now. When we understand that, all of life then becomes this sacred expression of the eternal. Every board meeting, every meal, every conversation, Each moment is a sacred opportunity to see and share the eternal. All that we wish would last forever. Joy, love, and purpose is exactly what Jesus promises us forever. That's the eternity in our hearts. And you see, we don't have to wait until we die to experience it. No, Jesus came to usher in the eternal right now and he invites us to do the same. So let's get practical. I mean, what would it look like for you, for me to to invest more of our time, energy, and resources into eternal things? I mean, how would this change the the way you parent or the way you relate, relate to your spouse or significant other? How would this change your friendships? How would it change the way you interact in your neighborhood or at work? How would it change the way you spend your free time or your money? This is why Jesus said the greatest commandment is to love God and love each other. It's the greatest eternal purpose we could ever live for every single day. And so as we enter into this new year together, let's stop living for stuff that's not gonna last. I mean, mean, too much sand has slipped through our fingers. We, We should know by now that we can't hold on to the stuff of this world. Instead, let's participate in the eternity that Jesus offers us right now. So how do we do this? I mean, how do we daily step out of the temporary and into the eternity? Well, the Apostle Paul writing to a community that often found itself caught up in matters that weren't gonna last wrote this. Listen carefully. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, 
but what is unseen is eternal. Paul is saying to us, don't get fixated on all this stuff that's temporary, that's not gonna last. Instead, he says, fix your eyes on the eternal. And don't just glimpse at it or, or from time to time glance at it on occasion, you know, like on Sundays when you're together at church or maybe when you're having your quiet time in the morning. No, no, no. He says, fix your eyes on it. Stay focused on it. That's how we participate. We fix our eyes day in and day out, moment by moment on eternal joy, eternal love, and eternal purpose that can only be found in Jesus. We hold firmly to those eternal gifts that he gives us. <laughs> Reminds me of a song I used to sing as a kid growing up in church. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. So today, as you think about the year ahead, what is the eternal joy God has for you to participate in? Could it be that you've stopped experiencing the joy God has for you in some of life's greatest gifts, like family and friends, the beauty of a sunrise or sunset, small pleasures like a, a good cup of coffee in the morning, a, a great book to read, laughter shared at a table with an old friend. Fix your eyes on these eternal joys. What about eternal love? I mean, who are the people God has given you or called you to love right now? Not someday, but right now. How do you pursue and invest in them even more than ever? What would it look like to, to love those around you with your eyes fixed on eternity? Or, or what about eternal purpose? Uh, what is the calling God has stirred in your life? How is God inviting you to build his kingdom here on earth? I don't know, maybe there's a big purpose or a big dream about how you could serve that you need to step into, or, or maybe it's a small group to start or a, or a need in your community to meet. Or maybe this purpose can be found in the small moments of your everyday as God invites you to love and bless your neighbors. Yeah, fix your eyes on your eternal purpose. Christmas may be over, but with Jesus, the gift giving and receiving never ends. It can start now and it can last forever. Let 2024 be the year you seek to receive the eternal gifts of joy, love, and purpose from your everlasting Father, Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for Jesus, the everlasting Father. Lord, help us to fix our eyes on eternity and receive the eternal gifts of love and purpose and joy that you so want to give us this next year. We pray this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's message. Our mission is to help you find your way back to God and by listening today, you've already taken your first step, and we'd love to help you take a next step in your relationship with God, the church, and the world. It's how we're all embracing the flourishing life that Jesus talks about, a life we call U+. Visit communitychristian.org to take a next step, learn more, give generously, and plan your visit. We hope to see you on a Sunday soon.